Okay, I tried to write down all the mutants that make a cameo. I didn't I did get not. them all. I did not even come close. There are too many fucking characters in this episode. And I was like, I started to do little like mini snippets like I did. And then eventually it's like, we're not doing this. We're just doing dust because yeah, I can't so deal with it. Like, it's so much. The, and I appreciate all the cameos. I wrote down all the acolytes and that's No, it. I appreciated like all the cameos. But then I was like... Why are there so many characters in this? And I know it's because they want to show characters living on Genosha, but like mm-hmm. half those characters wouldn't be there. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, why the fuck is Mercury here? I was like, what's happening? Yeah, it's so random. And it's like the, the characters they chose for this episode are like totally random, except for one acolyte, Scanner. And I was like, okay, I know why she's here. It makes sense that Scanner's there. I mean, only for the sake of the powers that they want to show her having in the episode. Anyway. Okay, anyway, welcome to the Mutant Ages, everybody. I'm Ryan. I am not Ryan. I'm Maddie. I'm Ryan. (laughs) Uh, This is a show where we review every adaptation of the X-Men, and usually we ship characters together in gay relationships also and break down the queer subtext that's usually there yeah we do yeah we do. there's not a lot of that anymore <laughs> we're watching wolverine and the x-men which wolverine and the x-men is a strange show <laughs> it's strange back when we were young we experienced a change we felt a power grow Last week, I was with Future X, which was an episode we really loved. We were like, yeah, the show's back on track. Bishop's so cool. Like, we love this show. And now I'm like, I don't know what's going on anymore. I don't either. I mean, I enjoyed this episode. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the episode. I enjoyed watching it. I don't think I fully get what the fuck's what happening. this show is doing thematically anymore, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, I don't know if this show has decided how political it wants to it's be, so how weird. clear it this... wants to be in terms of the politics it's depicting. The, okay, listen, the first three episodes of this TV show were like truly Great. like groundbreaking good shit. And it's just like been all over the place since then. And I don't know why. Like, I, again, I think they're just trying to fill space because they were told to make 25 episodes. But I also am like, uh, what? <laughs> I don't know. I, so this. Well, but but it also feels like this episode is missing stuff at the same time where I'm I, like. I, this particular episode wh- just doesn't explain things. And I'm trying to remember if it does. And so I started Googling after I watched it to see if I could pull up a wiki page that explains what's going on in Magneto's cells. You can't it because doesn't. there's no wiki pages on this show because the show didn't have enough fans to like propagate a wiki page like this show just wasn't quite popular enough probably because it wasn't watchable enough or easily accessible enough 
By the way, I found a Wikipedia entry claiming that Spike is in this show. What the fuck are you talking about? I can about? find no record of him actually appearing on this show. That's how poorly updated the wikis are. There's like wrong information in them where I'm like, I'm pretty sure Spike's not on this show. Like, I think you're wrong. I don't think I don't think it's on the show unless they're talking about the Spike from the comic books, which is a different character. I don't think so, though, because uh, it's it claimed that he was in the background of like hindsight part two. And I'm like, I don't think that, that happened. did not happen. Anyway, my point That'd is be really funny if he was just there in his full Morlock form <laughs> standing the there. Oh my God. People should write in and tell us if, if he's Jesus there. Christ. I, but I'm like, I don't know if people are going to write in and tell us that because I feel like even our listeners are perhaps also watching it for the first time because I don't know how popular the show is. I know we have a few listeners who were really into the show. Shout out to them. But I think you guys might be the minority. We haven't gotten as much response to this as the X-Men Evolution episodes where people were like, oh, my God, I remember watching these at the time. Yeah, but we've talked about why that is. And it's because the show is not easily accessible to watch. Like, yep. It was like, yeah, and I am in the era right now because I am going through the old journal entries for therapy from like 2007, 2008. And we're just talking about it. And we're mm-hmm. like writing on live journal asking if anybody has seen a link to the new X-Men episode because yeah. you couldn't watch it on TV. Yeah, that was what it was like. That was what it was like. Oh anyway, I, so this episode is really strange. It is. In the sense that I don't know what Magneto's motivations are at any point, and I don't think we're ever going to find out. And that's kind of disappointing to me because I really liked where it was going. There is some good stuff in here. I do like the stuff that we're about to discuss where Kurt is walking around. He's like, wow, I've never seen people open and gay. Like, there's definitely like a welcome to San Francisco vibe in yep. the 80s yep. situation. And yeah. I liked that part a lot and i thought that worked really well but like the actual plot for this episode doesn't make any fucking sense it also doesn't make sense in the b plot either which involves mystique running around the x mansion just to like fuck with them while magnute is fucking with kurt it's like really insane i laughed at it though i mean again i enjoyed watching the episode i don't know that it makes any sense in the long-term motivations of any of these characters but I enjoyed it. I did you know? too. And maybe that's the too. best you can get. I know. So previously on the X-Men. Previously on the X-Men. Uh, so the ghost boat is back and everyone's on it. <laughs> and they pull up to Genosha and the boat starts shaking. I don't understand this shit. For It took me so long to understand what Magneto was doing. So basically yeah. the boat starts vibrating. Dazzler's still there just randomly being silent. Uh, I hate this for her. I know. Although she does get to perform a concert for a huge stadium later on in the episode. Completely silently, I will add. <laughs> It's like if Maddie showed up to do a show and like. And I was like, ooh, kitty. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to understand that joke, you need to subscribe to our Patreon and listen to the Catwoman episode. Yes, we watched the 2004 film Catwoman. Oh my God. I hope your next release on Minnie Myers is you being like, ooh, beats in the music. Yeah, 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 girl power. Cats, (laughs) girls. Kitty cats. <laughs> That's basically the extent to which Dazzler sings in this episode. I think she there are some sing. ooze in the background. I think there is some no, ooze in the it's, background. It's just like EDM music, which is canonical to her. But, but she doesn't sing. She doesn't sing lyrics. She's just like doing like a light show. We'll get there. Anyway, so everyone falls down on the boat because it's violently shaking. And then Magneto <laughs> rips it apart by bringing it to shore. Why does he do that? Okay, so I guess the reason he does that is because he doesn't want Kurt to be able to use the boat to escape later. I get Oh, that makes sense. Although I don't know why. But it's kind of mean. Like the boat why did he finally lands. That? Wait, why didn't he do that 
after they got off the boat. Like, there's a bunch I of people know. on here. They finally get to Genosha, and Magneto flies out and rips their boat apart as they're pulling up and smashes them into the rocks, and it's terrifying. And then he's like, welcome to Genosha. And then it's like opening credits. And then it goes back to this shit, and Magneto's got all this metal violently flying around him, and he's going, fear not, brothers and sisters, for you are now home. I'm like, but why are you doing Everyone that? Everyone would be fearing, though. Everyone would be fearing you, Magneto. Like, why? Okay, maybe that's what he wants. He walks out and he's like, I am the most powerful person here. You fucking listen to me, bitch. And so then he takes all that and turns into a, a bridge, which I think that's why he was actually doing all this. I but guess. And then everybody suddenly changes their tune and starts screaming happily and running down the bridge like da, 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 da. <laughs> It's for like, Kurt. why aren't you terrified? Um, and then Kurt just stands on the boat still and he's like, I don't know if I want to go over there. Um, and then we see a bunch of acolytes who walk out next to Magneto, who I guess we may as well introduce because all of them end up playing an actual role in this episode. Okay. Um. So Pyro is one of them. He's the one that makes sense to be there. Right. Mercury is there as well. Don't know why she's there. So she's <laughs> silver and she can like reform her body into having like big lady death strike hands if she wants. Usually that's what she has. She's fucking she's really awesome. Cool looking. Also, she's canonically queer, by the way. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's really cool. And then there's this guy, Seamus, who looks like Swamp Thing. He's green. Yep. Seamus Mellencamp, I think is his name. Yes. They put, they chose a lot of random characters. So random. Um, And then there's this guy, Senyaka, who's, I, I'm not sure if he's in this scene or not, but if not, he's going to be here later. He's like, um, he's a Sri Lankan guy. He's got like this uh, red face mask and like a cool whip, a sexy whip that he's constantly whipping at people. All right. So I, <laughs> Seamus, cool. listen, Seamus was part of the Acolytes, like legit. Okay. That makes sense. He doesn't, right. he doesn't speak in this i don't know if he can even speak english he just goes rah, rah. <laughs> he's, he's a green guy um did i get everybody or is there anybody else i missed no but now i'm quickly googling to see if i'm wrong about mercury oh like maybe mercury was isn't gay or isn't an acolyte no no well she's gay according to me she she is gay that is <laughs> true uh no she is not okay i was like i'm like i don't know why she's doing this and i'm right okay um okay so in in Senyaka's defense also he is one of the acolytes as well in the comics. So he makes sense to be there. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying that not every single character makes sense to be there. Anyway, so they're all here. And it's 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 kind of random as to this collection of people. Like, why would it be Pyro and then instead of like Sabretooth and Gambit, who we've seen in evolution and would kind of make sense if they were here. Instead, it's like these random guys. <laughs> I don't know. They're all here and they're like listen this whole city is a gay club and we're the bouncers basically yeah and so magneto creates a little metal shield around kurt and lifts him up into the air and floats him on over to magneto and the acolytes and he's like hey bitch it's an x-man what's up <laughs> and kurt is like is that going to be a problem magneto and magneto's like dear nightcrawler all of xavier's children are welcome in genosha and then reaches out to shake his hand and kurt kind of hesitates like i don't really like you but then he shakes Magneto's hand. And Magneto is like, come, my friend, we have much to discuss. Now tell me, how's Charles? That's literally the only thing I want to discuss. <laughs> Immediately, he's like, so anyway, how's my boyfriend? Kurt's like, I don't I fucking know, I actually loved dude. that. I loved that because this entire episode, the one motivation of Magneto that I do understand and that perfectly lines up is that he is constantly spying on Charles, constantly like, 
what the fuck is Charles up to? That shady little <laughs> bitch. I think he's up to something, but nobody will tell me what it is. But also I'm like a little bit still in love with him and I want to make sure he's okay because I know he was in a coma before. So like, is he okay physically? Okay, he is okay. Then what the fuck is he up to? That bitch. <laughs> yeah, and I thought that was funny. hilarious. I really loved that. And Curtis, yeah, as Ryan said, Curtis, like, I don't actually know. <laughs> like, I, like, I, Kurt's like, I haven't been home. And then Kurt's like, oh my God, Kurt has a line here that's like really dumb where he's like, is your whole house made of metal and magneto's like what the fuck do you think <laughs> okay i also like before magneto says that he's like i can tell you're lying to me kurt whatever you probably do know how charles is and it's like actually magneto he's not lying to you i just thought that was like a funny little moment where magneto was like okay you don't trust me and i was like no magneto he's telling you the truth anyway it's just <laughs> interesting so then um magneto makes a throne out of the metal floor and like makes a little stand for his helmet which he removes right. as a sign of trust and he's like, let's talk about you. You're here to check up on me, I take it, to see if my paradise is truly that. And Kurt is like, nine, I seek only refuge. I left the X-Men after after the blast. Presumably after the fucking mansion exploded. No, yeah, there's only one blast, and it was I a, know. the X-Mansion, which is always And it was a hate up. crime, you know? Maybe, you, maybe you're a little scared after that. Yeah. And uh, Magneto's like, Genosha's a sanctuary nightcrawler for all of us. And if you don't believe me, I invite you to see for yourself. I'll grant you full access. Go anywhere, see anything, talk to anyone. I'll even provide you with a tour guide. And then Wanda walks in, looking sexy, wearing her red bathing suit, looking hot as hell and straight as hell. (laughs) And she's like, hello, Mr. Wagner. I'm straight. And Kurt is like, so am I, apparently. I, I mean, I, Kurt's <laughs> by. Kurt's by. Kurt is like, oh, hello, pretty lady. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, I do. Th- I mean, legit though. I think Wanda. They are cute together in this episode. Wanda Maximoff as a character is. I think she is actually straight. I, I, think I you're don't right see too. any queer coding with her because she's the one that's like creating all these like robot husbands. I agree completely. She's like, I love my vibrator so much. I gave him a personality. <laughs> like I, I don't know. <laughs> I just referring to how on evolution she seemed really gay. They have retconned that she's a new character she is wander yeah, oh, from the comics true. now but that was like the only time yes absolutely she's so he's hot for wanda that's it he's hot for tour guide okay but then we go back to the x-mansion so anyway kitty's bored in the danger room with lasers phasing through her and bobby's just like creating ice that's not helping anything yeah i feel like whenever we go back to x-mansion in this show it's just them in the danger room like can we not think of anything more interesting for them to do because no, it's like every apparently time not and kitty's like wow it's on the newbie setting and you're still sucking at this Bobby and Bobby's like oh, I'm tired I want to I want to go back yeah, Bobby's to bed like flailing in the background I don't know eventually this this whole danger room scene ends and it ends with them with Kitty falling on top of Bobby sexually and then yeah. being like and both of them being really awkward and like too gay for this and like staring at each other like are we supposed to like this and then who should knock on the door and open it but Warren Worthington question mark yeah and Bobby like throws Kitty off he's like we definitely weren't doing anything straight here <laughs> yeah okay so I immediately guessed this was Mystique because Warren's acting so weird and I was like that's not Warren I actually didn't until he asked where the professor was yeah and then that's when it's like okay that's really suspicious yeah <laughs> but they aren't suspicious for some reason so Warren is acting really fucking weird and he's like is Logan here like really slowly <laughs> okay i thought he 
Okay, when he first said that, I thought it was going back to those other episodes where Warren and, and Logan were like ex-boyfriends. They still kind of are. I mean, now it's Mystique who's who's Logan's ex and she's mad at him, which we will get okay, to. Okay, she, by the way, spends this whole upcoming battle turning into all of his exes, which is really it's funny. It's so funny. It's so funny. I actually love the Mystique moments in this episode. They don't make any sense, but I don't <laughs> care. They're so funny. So then Warren is, once Warren finds out that Logan isn't around because it's Logan... He's like, I just wanted to see if there had been any change with the professor, which, again, extremely suspicious. And Kitty's like, I can't believe Logan didn't tell you. Come on, we'll take you to see him. And they like walk over to the room where Xavier's in his little Snow White box. And Kitty's like about to open the door. And then Logan appears out of nowhere screaming and like tackling Warren to the ground, like trying to fucking murder him. Because, of course, he smells that it's not Warren. Yeah. Also, Logan doesn't doesn't explain at any point in time. And he doesn't explain what's going on. I like Ever. Logan is so bad at being a leader. But anyway, so we go back to Genosha. I made a note here that Genosha is actually animated to be gorgeous. It's this gorgeous oh, yeah. tropical island. Super futuristic city. Yeah. It, it's basically Krakoa. Yeah. Basically. Well, I mean, this is what they've said on Krakoa is that yeah. they've been like, we, you tried this before, Magneto, remember? So mm-hmm. this is where we see another mutant, Hydro, making a water dragon out of a fountain, along with Big Bertha, which yeah. is one of the um, Canadian... Uh, not the Avengers. Oh my God! What the fuck is that? Uh, Alpha Flight. Jesus. Alpha Flight. There's too many. There's too many characters in the Marvel universe. Anyway, so she's here. And a random blue girl. I don't know who she is, but she's also there. She's not from anything. I don't think. I oh, there's okay. a lot of characters they also invented for the background, which is fine. But I was like, <laughs> what's happening? So I sh- I did say shout out to Big Bertha because I like her. I think yeah, her cool character's that interesting. That this is the part I was talking about where Chris yeah. like he's walking with Wanda, looking at everything. Yeah, he's basically like this is so cool that he's like i've never seen everybody just out being gay in public like this before using their powers yeah like that's the metaphor here yeah is that it's like he's walking down the streets of san francisco right. and seeing two guys kissing and like not being attacked suddenly right it's like it's got the vibes of like oh we are in san francisco or p-town massachusetts or providence rhode island yeah new york city you know yeah. whatever you're you're finally leaving the small town and you're going to a place where it's okay to be queer publicly but i i, I you said francisco specifically because I think that was such a monumental city to be like almost entirely queer because I remember did you watch that um that oh god what was it the name uh, Netflix it was like the gaming documentary it's not game over it's like something along those lines though and it was like six episodes long and they talked about I didn't watch this I think I think it was in this documentary but it was if it was either that or a different one, but they were talking about like this lost game or whatever that was a queer DOS game that got really popular and like mm. there were no copies of it. And then somebody from watching the documentary was like, I have it. Like, and so it's accessible again. But they were talking about going to San Francisco like in the 80s and they're like, you know, we went there for the first time and it was the first time I had ever seen a city where guys were holding hands with other guys. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just what it was back then. Like, going there, um, I don't know how Miami was back in the 80s in terms of queers yeah i mean there are certain cities where it's like a big enough city that you can kind of have a district or an area that's safe right but i i do remember california being one of the beacons of that initially oh yeah and san francisco being specifically i mean the fact that this is also a very cool futuristic looking city and like has all these skyscrapers like i don't know genosha looks very cool in this episode and so they're they're walking around and and wanda 
also kind of points to the futuristic levels of it. High score. By okay, the, cool. I just looked it up. <laughs> um, so Wanda's like, it is normal here. Magneto did exactly what he said, Kurt. He created a homeland for us all. We value the best that Homo Superior is capable of. Art, architecture, music, philosophy. What we've accomplished in such a short time is incredible. And Kurt's like, wow, this island's truly amazing. And Wanda's like, it's just the beginning. We have no poverty, no hunger, no crimes. Which, interesting sentence, because we'll get to that later. Right. So then she starts clinging to Kurt's arms sexually. They're cuddling basically the whole time they're walking around together. It's very cute. And Kurt is like, this is not the Magneto I know. He wanted global domination, not this. And meanwhile, Dust, by the way, is in the background overhearing this conversation. She's going to matter later. And Wanda's like, no, you're wrong. He did want this. He just wanted it for the entire world. But he realized he was asking too much so he settled for this little corner of it and kurt is like if everything really is as it appears can i contact the x-men and wanda's like of course they've been here they know my father has nothing to hide kurt and then kurt is like father because apparently he has never met wanda before and he doesn't realize that he wanted to fuck magneto's daughter until this moment and it's a little awkward it is a little I, i do love that he screams father at the top of his lines by the way this is where trance flies by and wolfsbane oh i did see wolfsbane i didn't know trance was there as well yeah she she was the one that was glowing and flying okay, in the there's sky so many mutants on this episode you can't blame me ryan so i was trying to name as many of them as possible like it was fucking where's waldo okay <laughs> um anyway <laughs> okay so then we go to a new scene where magneto is watching a holographic projection of kurt created it's like by his personal television mutant scanner, scanner. <laughs> because he's stalking kurt while kurt is on this date with his daughter which like it's a little weird magneto just saying a little weird um, and he's like, that'll be all. Thank you, Scanner. He's definitely like one of those dads in like a 80s, <laughs> 90s movie where he's, where he's like, like if you're going to fuck my daughter, I want to know every single thing you're going to do. And also, I'm gay and I'm mad. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that energy. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the name of that game I was talking about earlier, the gay one is called Gayblade. Do you know about Gayblade? I've heard of it before because of what you're talking about. All right, I, I sent you a link. You can, you can look at it later. I was trying to pull from my memory banks like what that was <laughs> that led to me thinking about San Francisco for my so little. Now- we have it like pieced together over a course of several different discussions. Oh my God. I mean, this is like how my brain works. It's like, I remember something and it's like, I know I heard it from something. I think this is what it was in and like, but it could be molded with like multiple other sources. Anyway, so they have this conversation uh, where Kurt's talking to the X-Men. On Skype. Yeah. I, they have this tech, <laughs> again, the technology we didn't have yet. Basically, Kurt's like, it's actually beautiful here. I love it. And it's actually great for mutants. It seems normal and fine. Yeah. And Hank and Aurora are listening to this, by the way. Well, and Hank's like, well, maybe we were wrong about Magneto. And Aurora's like one line in this episode. It's pretty good where she goes, odd how I didn't get that impression all those times he tried to wipe us out. When are you coming home, Kurt? I don't rest easy with you on that island. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, finally, Aurora gets to have a Say line something? that sounds like Aurora. <laughs> And then Kurt is like, I think I'll stay a while longer. I tried the fuck Wanda. <laughs> He's like looking at her boobs and she's like, oh. And I was like, oh boy. Um, and Aurora's basically, okay, wait, this, this is, is Aurora's also a other funny amazing line. lie where Aurora's like, Aurora goes, we'll let Logan know that you've made contact. He's doing whatever the fuck it is that Logan does. You know how he is. We've both <laughs> fucked him. I was like, oh my God, Aurora. <laughs> and also Kurt responds by going, Wolverine leading the X-Men. I still can't believe it. So how's that working out? <laughs> Which leads to Kitty facing his room and be like, Logan's trying to kill Angel, everyone. And Aurora and Hank just look at each other. Which is like such a good animation. It is really and then funny. Aurora just leaves. And Hank's like, well, 
gotta go. Yeah, and Hank goes, apparently not as well as we think, and then also leaves, and it's like, oh my god, that's hilarious. By the way, this is a scene where literally all the X-Men are attacking Logan, who's attacking Warren. Like, Iceman's freezing Logan's hand, Cyclops is shooting him, and they're all going, Logan, why are you doing this? Logan, Logan, what are you doing? Logan, why are you trying to kill Angel? And then finally, <laughs> Logan, after he gets attacked by everyone, gets up, he's like, ah, 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 and we're like, Logan, just fucking explain yourself. And Cyclops is like, are you gonna fucking explain what you're doing or what the fuck are you doing? And Logan's like, oh, it's a shapeshifter, obviously. And like, Logan, nobody knows that except for you. Yeah, and also, like, you took 10 full minutes of beating up Warren before you said it wasn't him. Yeah. Like, literally, that's all you had to do. And then Warren chuckles sexually and is like, what can I say? <laughs> the nose knows. The nose knows. <laughs> I was like, throwback. <laughs> Like after all that, he doesn't explain it, but we get this fun throwback to X-Men, the animated series episode one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he transforms into a second version of Storm and then kicks Storm in the face and then runs down the hallway really quickly. And I'm like, why did that work? Like everyone else is standing there in shock. Like, what? I don't know. And then I do love that Mystique just spends the rest of this episode kicking people. She doesn't do anything else. She doesn't. She just kicks people. And everyone it's is good. incapacitated immediately by being kicked by Mystique. Um, and so then Logan is like, Hank, lock down the mansion. The rest of you check the exits, Cerebro and the professor. And then he runs off towards Mystique, which by the way, right. he still doesn't know it's Mystique because it's Logan and he's lost all of his memories again. And he has no idea. <laughs> who Mystique is, which is really funny. So, okay, now now we cut to Dazzler doing the Minnie Myers concert where she doesn't sing. There's a ton of like, this is basically Pride. We're now at Pride. Yeah, we're at a Pride concert. We're at a nightclub. Everybody's dancing, except there's also an opera box with like formal wear required where Kurt is wearing a tuxedo and Wanda's wearing a prom dress. It's I don't adorable. know. Okay, by the way, Dazzler's got some like strong drag queen vibes going on here, which I'm here for. She always does though. Look at that makeup i know she's I, I just saw a drag show the other day too when i was down at the arcade because i am this... positive there are drag queens who do dazzler i am positive oh 100 they've got to be but the drag show at the arcade was awesome there's this place in providence that does gay nights it's at free play and they had a drag show and eventually one of the drag queens was just like walking on top of all the arcade cabinets in front of the ski ball sign i was like this is a new level and that's kind of the vibe that dazzler's got here a little bit is like I'm ready to like go she walk should be walking along some arcade cabinets Donkey Kong honestly. Jr. over here yeah I know right Pac-Man uh we'll see what he guzzles <laughs> anyway uh, this this scene looks like She-Ra by the way it like I don't know why but it looked like the new She-Ra it does kind of it's a fun looking concert and then after the concert ends she doesn't sing though she has no nope, voice absolutely not she can't sing. What are you talking about? I don't know. So then Kurt and Wanda go for a little walk in the evening air together after the concert. And Kurt is like, my whole life, I never thought I would be able to go out to enjoy a concert, which is like really cute and sad. I mean, this, yeah. this scene is nice. And Wanda's like, well, I'm glad you showed up on our shores, Kurt. Aren't you glad that you came here? And then she like acts like she's going to kiss him. And then they get interrupted by screaming and fighting. Okay. So like this character fever pitch, random character. Very random. Choose. He looks kind of like a blue version of Ghost Rider. Or, or, or a glob. Yeah, yeah, kind of like glob. Anyway, yeah. this scene... He looks like a skeleton. This scene is insane. It's not explained. It's never going to be explained in this. I don't really understand what the deal is. So basically, like, Fever Pitch runs by kicking the shit out of Seamus. Yep. So, like, we don't know what the deal is. We don't know if, like, Fever Pitch was fighting back against a system or if this was a setup made by the Acolytes to capture him so they could 
show Kurt these weird cells that they had. I don't really know what the fuck's happening here, but it's like, as far as we can tell, some mutant is running around trying to kill five other people. That's all we see. Yeah. That's all we know. It's weird, though, because Fever Pitch just so happens to be attacking all the acolytes that we saw in that first scene with Magneto. So that, to me, suggests that he's actually being set up here to be put in jail so that Kurt sees the jail. Right. That's, that is kind of my th- thought and takeaway as well. Uh, and this is where Senyaka and all the other alkalites show up. And, and Mercury and Pyro. Right. Yeah. And Kurt's like, trouble in paradise. And Wanda says, Magneto welcomes all mutants to Genosha, but not all mutants are as enlightened as we would like. Then Wanda just like changes reality to like melt the ground into water or something. I don't really know what's happening here. <laughs> she like, makes a sprinkler to try to put out Fever Pitch's like skeleton fire or whatever that surrounds him yeah, and, then and Kurt's- it doesn't work and then Kurt has to save the day by like bamfing Wanda to safety okay but Kurt saves his way by like stealing Wanda's clothes he's like excuse me you just need to bother your panties thank you and then like <laughs> wraps them around her hand to be I don't know why he needs her scarf or panties well to because if you're punching somebody you wrap your knuckles so that they don't bleed um okay. I mean that's why you do that that's what he does he takes her scarf or her panties depending on who you ask and wraps his knuckles so that he can punch the skeleton in the face 6,000 times while bamfing around it and then it like falls over I, he does eventually fall over into the water I think I don't really understand what happens and so then Wanda's I don't know like how the skeleton gets knocked out but it does right and then Kurt's like show me where you keep your unenlightened and the jail basically Wanda takes some t- okay this is insane there's like yeah. what we're gonna find out is that there's a jail and then there's another jail behind it and I don't know why there's two yeah. <laughs> so she takes him I mean I guess it's not just a jail a jail is like what's in like a police department and then a prison is like long-term storage so really there's like this really nice cute little jail and then there's like a secret prison behind the jail that's like massive and has a whole bunch more people in it but we don't know that yet we just see the cute little jail first and um so wanda and kurt follow along as the skeleton fever pitch gets imprisoned by the way sauron is in one of the cells i thought that was really funny i thought it was really funny too and i was like why is he here i thought that was just hilarious that, like randomly there's a pterodactyl guy who's like and it's like okay and, uh, by the way next to him is another character named wolf cub he's legit too yeah i was trying to figure out who that was and i wasn't sure um so yeah. it's wolf cub apparently and so then wanda's like see for yourself of course there are gonna be mutants who cause trouble the X-Men should know that better than anyone. And this, we see Mercury getting this glass of water to like gently feed it to Fever Pitch, who's like sitting in his cell. So here's what's weird about this. The jail cells here don't look comfortable at all. Like, <laughs> for some reason, Kurt is like, okay with this. And he's really mad at the prison later. But these jail cells are tiny. There aren't beds in them. There's just boards that people are sleeping on. Like, it doesn't look like a good place for a long term stay, like at all. And it definitely doesn't look like, oh, prisoners are being rehabilitated and reintroduced to society in really nice ways. It's like, no, it looks really shitty, honestly. It's just like really clean and small. I do not understand. I messaged you afterwards. I'm like, why is there a jail behind the jail? Like, I don't understand. I don't know. <laughs> like, and, like, and, then, and then for some reason, really... Kurt's really mad about the second one. And I'm like, yeah. what is even happening why? here? Like, for some reason, Kurt looks at this jail and he's like, this looks great. And I'm like, it actually doesn't. Also, like, <laughs> he gets really mad that it exists at all. And I'm like, well, we don't even understand what's happening. Well, this one he's not mad at. I know. This okay, one well, he's not we'll get mad to the, at. This first one. All right. So anyway, so they go back to his master suite, which is huge. And he's like, are we going to fuck today or later? And one is like, <laughs> later. later. And she leaves. 
And then and then Dust is just in the room and he screams and he's like, what the fuck? Okay, you can't blame him for screaming because it's really creepy that Dust just like manifests in the corner. She's like, hey, Magneto's bad. And he's like, ah! Okay, but she's <laughs> really hilarious. cool. I know. And Dust is like, don't be fooled by the house of Magnus X-Man. Magneto <laughs> is not who he claims to be. Meet me back in the, at the cells in 10 minutes. I will show you the truth. And Kurt's like, first, tell me who you are. And she goes, I am... Dust. It's so badass that she turns into dust and like sweeps away. It's fucking cool. And Kurt looks terrified and is like, what the fuck just happened? And sorry, Kurt, <laughs> that's all the explanation you're going to get. And that's all the explanation we're going to get. Oh, for anything in this episode, because, okay, by the way, Kurt's like, she basically tells him to meet him at the cells. And so he's sneaking around. He sees camera and waits for the cameras to turn. I'm like, just teleport. I'm like, what? <laughs> Why does he wait like, for the camera to turn and then he runs really fast? Oh I'm my like, god! I was like, whatever. Nightcrawler. I know you are Nightcrawler. What are you doing? He does teleport into the cells, and I was like, okay, great. So he's there, and he notices that all the cells are now empty. Yeah, and then he sees that Mercury and Seamus are dragging dust in the cells. I don't even know what. <laughs> so she purposefully got herself caught so that she could show Kurt where the secret extra prison was. I mean, I guess that makes sense because you can't really trap dust. But then they do. Because later they put her in a cell that she can't get out of. Well, I think she's just pretending she can't because she gets thrown into a cell that's just bars. And I'm like, well, she can easily just sweep away. Well, but then when she tries to get out, Ryan, they show like all this green electricity zapping between the bars that makes it so she can't get out. Oh, uh, really? I don't remember yeah, that. Okay, yeah, 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 whatever. yeah. Maybe you were just taking a note during that moment. But I was like, so wait, is she now in prison and can't get out? And she just did this to show yeah. Kurt the second secret jail, which he's not okay with. Not like the first first jail which he loved yeah it's but, but I, well this new jail is like a zelda dungeon basically i don't know what's happening yeah but why is that worse it's the <laughs> same thing i'm losing it i'm losing i don't know it. and also like what's he mad about here because i actually don't know i don't either because okay so the part of it that i think maybe he's mad about is that he doesn't understand why all these people are being imprisoned but like can't magneto just tell him like, can't make it be like, oh, well, I put these people in jail because they, like, murdered six other mutants and I needed to, like, do something? Well, that's kind of, like, how I feel, too. I'm sure there's a better way to deal with it. Okay, but like, like, yeah, I believe that people should be rehabilitated and, like, they shouldn't just be sitting around in a Zelda jail. Like, I agree with that, but yeah, I'm but also, like, give Magneto a chance to explain Wait, what's going Magne on. <laughs> Magneto does do that. He said, well, okay, so first Magneto shows up with Pyro, and they're both posing super gay. And they Magneto are. goes, how disappointing. And Wanda liked you so much. Commercial break. Did you get this? I spent time in the McDonald's store. Anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> Curtis like so this is your paradise Magneto you've imprisoned your own people and I was like yeah fucking dude okay but fucking, fucking they did that in the previous scene Kurt they did that in the previous scene they I know. did and Maggie's that like, in the previous scene I'm losing my mind oh my god I know and Maggie was like imprisoned is such a harsh word Nightcrawler they are being detained reoriented until they understand what Genosha really is which they make it sound evil but I'm like what is evil about that though like honestly okay, and then he goes trust yeah because he says trust me i trust me when i say there's nothing i will not do to protect my people so like if a bunch of people showed up and tried to kill a bunch of other people yeah i mean like i don't want to black anybody up i think that's terrible however if you're like 
you can't kill people them, which he says he's doing <laughs> yeah think, we don't really know why they're here honestly like and curtis just, we don't know what they do we, we don't know what the reorientation process is and kurt assumes it's bad also what did dust do within 10 minutes that was horrible enough for her to be in here i really don't know i don't know did she murder somebody like how did she get detained <laughs> like what's going on it is possible that magneto is throwing people in the cells just for whatever reason as like a power dictator thing i don't know we don't know well i feel like that's what we're supposed to assume is that magneto is like you know shutting people down for protesting or something like that but we don't see that like that's what the episode is missing yeah i know but that's what i mean like it's not explained because magneto's like i offer that protection to you as well and kurt's like if i need that protection then i will ask you for it and magneto goes and it would appear that you would also need reorientation which i thought was pretty funny it is funny but it's also like now i guess he's going to imprison kurt in one of these cells which i was like okay magneto i don't understand why you're doing that either like what the fuck is going on <laughs> yeah and senyaka whips kurt he disappears and magneto's like don't let him get to the communications tower and contact the x-men find scanner i don't know why they're finding scanner because we don't see her again uh <laughs> back at the x-mansion though cyclops finds emma and cerebro and he's like emma there's an intruder she's a shapeshifter and clearly emma's gonna be Mystique. Mystique and Emma like knees him in the balls which is really funny by the way it is I'm really pretty funny. sure and he goes that down. is where she kicks him by the way Mystique's back in fucking Cerebro playing with like, fucking vials again I don't I know, know why I don't why know why I don't know why I also do not believe because Emma Frost is knocked out here and I'm like I don't believe okay, that I don't believe that either I mean they're both really really good at what they do this seems like really strange that Emma would not have sensed that like wouldn't Emma instantly read that it was Mystique before she even entered the room I don't know. So this is like a whole thing. Then Forge hears the alarm and he sees Kitty run by and Forge runs out. This is really funny. By it the is way. really funny. Forge actually. is blasted by ice because Bobby like plasters him to a wall. You can't hear his face. And Iceman's like, okay, Forge, if you know me, what did I have for breakfast today? And Forge is like, <laughs> and Bobby's like, that's what I thought. I didn't think you were really Forge. And it's like flouncing off and Forge is like, <laughs> it's really funny. I, like I love scene. Bobby so much. He's terrible and I love him. Oh my God. Meanwhile, Kitty's trying to get to the professor. Why? I don't she know. She keeps trying to open the professor's door and it's like, that's what Mystique is trying to get to don't open it kitty's like always be like i can't get these doors open i'm like you don't need to kitty you can walk through them i know she could literally just walk in and see if the professor was okay but for some reason she doesn't and then bobby who's actually mystique and disguises bobby punches her and also kitty doesn't face through that and then the real bobby walks up and gets knocked out immediately by mystique and then logan walks over and is like who are you and bobby's fucking mystique like and she's like you really don't remember me logan that's her actual line by the way yeah and then she turns into logan in weapon x bondage and is like because i remember you which and logan's wow. like oh, my <gasps> memories he's like falling to the ground because mystique's kicking logan and logan goes mm-hmm. how do you know who i am and mystique's <laughs> like i don't know who you are not anymore and apparently neither do you i love these lines so much by the way it's so funny yeah meanwhile kurt's teleporting all over around genosha yeah and escaping all the acolytes there's like this insane scene where seamus tackles kurt he like knocks him off a skyscraper they both fall to the ground yeah, but kurt bamps out of the way and then seamus falls into a crater of his own making and he's like where'd he go and it's like what he's a teleporter 
<laughs> I also was she... like, I guess Seamus doesn't die if he does that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I guess not. I don't know. Mercury and Pyra show up. Mercury's got the crazy leg thing going on that you were describing earlier. And Pyra like flirts with Kurt. I don't remember what he says, but it's just like, yeah. hey, Kurt, don't want to do this to you. Nothing personal. Shrimp on the Bobby. Because <laughs> he's Australian. I, it's like, I'll blow you in the jail cell later. All right, I don't know. So Kurt teleports into the communication tower, but Wanda blocks him now. And she's like, it doesn't have to be like this, Kurt. What my father is doing is for the good of all mutants, but I won't explain further. Nobody will. Nobody here's going to explain will. what's going on. And Kurt is like, tell that to the ones who he's holding prisoner. And Wanda's like, I'm sorry. I wish you understood. I really do. And then lifts up her hands to like blast Kurt. And then he just bamps away again. Well, and that's like, not what she does. I think she blows up the community. Oh, she breaks the phone. Yeah, she breaks the, yeah, she breaks the iPhone. And yeah. She's like, sorry, you can't use Skype anymore. <laughs> So then Kurt bamps away to like a cliff on the edge of the island and is like staring into the ocean and is like, fuck. Sadly. And Magneto and Wanda walk up to him. And they just like walk over. I know. It's like, how do they get over there? Anyway, Magneto walks up and he's like, it's no surprise you made it this far, Nightcrawler, but there's no escape. You're tired, wounded. The journey home is too far for your powers to make and you'd be foolish to try. And Kurt's like, no. And then he just starts bamfing across <laughs> the ocean. Wait, this is actually a pretty cool scene though. It I is I thought cool. it was pretty bad. It's where he like teleports across the ocean. The entire ocean all the way to New York City. Uh, well, I don't even know. Okay, hold on. So like- He gets to the X-Mansion. Like he, he does. gets this all is the way one, there. It's really cool because he's teleporting every 20 feet and falls a little bit. And there's like a storm happening. I was like, damn, Kurt. I know. Uh, by the way- uh, Wanda's like, will he make it to the X Mansion? And Magneto's like, no, he's going to die. But what we don't know is that it's because he's got Mystique on the inside. Yes. And by the way, when Kurt does get there, it is posed as if the X Mansion is also on the ocean now and not the lake that it typically is. I know. It's really strange. Makes no sense. Well, I, th I think it was just like an animation error. I don't know, because remember there was like that cliff next to X-Men Evolution that like Mystique smashed onto? Because that's like where they show him washing up. Okay, but like according to X-Men Evolution, you could see the X-Mansion from Bayville High. Look, I know. <laughs> I'm not saying it makes sense, but I don't think it was an error. Do you not remember that time Sabretooth was hanging out with the Animaniacs on a water tower? Of course <laughs> I remember that. Of course. How could I forget? Yeah. Anyway, Logan's still fighting Mystique, who then becomes every one of his ex-boyfriends. Like every one and of them. Logan gasps every single time and is like, oh, is this really him? And then he's like, wait, yeah, it's no. Like Throwback to that time Morph turned into Gene when he was evil and he stops and goes, wait, Gene, is that you? And Morph's like, no, dumbass. <laughs> then Misty becomes Xavier, which is like really scary. And then Logan has to like fight Xavier and it's funny. Oh, yeah. And then her phone rings and she's like, oh, sorry, I gotta go. And <laughs> it's she, like, like, really funny that she just leaves and Logan's like, oh. I know, she feels, she like... Ada wands it out of there. She just does a couple backflips and blows a kiss as the doors are shutting. It's like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so the elevator door, she rides the elevator down and beats Logan down the stairs. Like Logan's like running down the stairs after the elevator and he doesn't make it in time, which is also really funny, by the okay, way. Okay, it's also funny because Aurora walks over and he's like, Logan, did you know her? And Logan's like, I don't remember anything. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, Logan. <laughs> it's hilarious. So then outside, Kurt washes up on the beach right outside the X-Mansion which is again on the ocean yeah. and then logan or so we think walks up to him and is like is that you kurt i thought you were in genosha and kurt coughs and is like you must stop magneto kurt's like falling romantically into logan's arms and not knowing mm -hmm. that it's his mom <laughs> but okay <laughs> yeah and logan's like i'll get right on that bub and then smashes nightcrawler in the face and turns into mystique and then calls magneto on the phone and is like i have him <laughs> and magneto is like and what about xavier 
how's he doing? Is he still in a coma? And Matika's like, I don't know. You pulled me out before I could confirm his condition. And Magneto's like, something's going on in that mansion. The X-Men know too much. And I sense Charles's hand in their actions. Yeah. And Matika's like, do you want me to go back in or what? And Magneto's yeah. like, no, for now, return to Genosha. <laughs> we have a cell waiting for our guest. And we see a dramatic zoom in on Nightcrawler's face because he's going to be kidnapped. Oh, yeah, Woo. I know. And that, my friends, is the end of this episode. I don't know what the fuck is going on i don't either i mean it started off good and then like i don't know it what had happened good moments it had good moments but i don't i feel like this show just really wants magneto to be evil again because they can't figure out what to do with him if he's not evil so if genosha actually worked then that would be a problem and i miss x-men tas where like asteroid m was undone by somebody from the inside and not magneto you know like i thought that was a more interesting storyline and also like matches magneto's more complex motivations after he was better written in the comics and i just like that better for him than this you know me too. i don't me too. i don't like i don't like magneto just kind of being a dictator who's like i imprison everybody who doesn't like me and my outfits enough and it's like i i have a feeling that's where they're going you know and i don't like that i don't really know honestly i don't remember i mean this show did not stand out enough to me to do that <laughs> i know which is not a great sign honestly uh, there's some episodes that like i remember really enjoying and when we've gotten to some of them I'm like oh yeah that's why i liked it like the episode we're in the future and the mm -hmm. episode with gambit there's another yep. episode with gambit later and polaris that i really like and another episode in the future that i really like and that's like all i really remember super 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 liking i don't know it's like it's doing too many things at once and i don't know why they're doing that and in this episode alone they're trying to do it again except they're still not explaining anything like why are people in jail that's not explained why is kurt mad about it what's magneto doing that's bad i don't we don't i don't understand and meanwhile Magneto wants to know what's going on with xavier it's like why is mystique in the x mansion what's happening Somebody mm -hmm. please explain to me. I mean, I guess Mystique is there just because Magneto wants to know what's going on with his ex. And that's it. But like, even that, I'm like, I want a little more, you know? I just want a little bit more info. I mean, I think it needed to explain. It needed like one line somewhere that explained what the jails were. We needed dust to tell us like people want a democracy instead of this weird kingdom that Magneto made. Like, I don't know, something like that. You Give me something. Wait. I feel like dust is way underused in this because I thought they were going to set her up to be like, let me show you everything. But she has like that line and it gets kidnapped. I'm like, what? I want to know what happens. Is she going to come back? Hopefully. I love Dust. She's great. I don't know if she's going to come back, to be honest. They just underused her and they could have done a lot more with her in this episode, I feel. I was going to say, do we need the Mystique stuff? But I think you do. I think we need Mystique to be on the inside. So one, so she can get Kurt at the end. And two, so she can reveal to Magneto that they're on to the fact that something weird is going on with Xavier. Because there is. There is some weird shit. Because Xavier is calling them from the future on Brain Skype. Mm -hmm. And it's like hey, do all these things. And it's like, but why are they doing these things? It's still Xavier being weird and manipulative from the future, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't and know. And it's like, I don't know. to what end? Like, what's what's Xavier's motivations? That's as mysterious to me as Magneto's motivations right now, so I don't really trust either one of them, honestly. I just... No, I agree. I don't really know what's going on. And I, I don't like feeling like I don't know what's going on, but it's not for fun story mystery reasons. It's just, like, because they didn't figure it out, yeah. you know? Like, I don't... I don't feel like this is, oh, keeping me in suspense. And I just scrolled ahead in the episode list and I don't even see an episode that I think is going to answer these questions. Right. The next episode is about Sabretooth and Wolverine fucking. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I think Mystique, too. I think she's part of it. 
It's called Past Discretions, and Sabretooth is the pole image, which is very funny. Is it? I think that's the one that also has Maverick in it. It does, yeah. It's Wolverine goes to recover part of his past as a Weapon X agent and finds Maverick's daughter. Yeah. And she's like, you killed my dad. I'm mad at you. Oh, my God. Fucking Maverick's not dead. All right. Anyway, this is, this show is all over the place. Um, This episode... Like three out of five X's. I like the parts where Yeah, I'll give it a three. I, I like the parts that they were doing the queer metaphor being in a place like San Francisco. I liked mm-hmm. that part. I liked most of the writing with Wanda and Kurt. I liked the Mystique fight, even though that's underexplained. I that didn't bother me as much as the weird prison thing where Kurt was like, I like this prison, but not this other one. And I'm like, Kurt, what what are your politics, dude? Like, what do you think? Like, what is going on with you? I don't really know. It's like this episode. I don't know. It's like I want to say that's not good, but it's like it's fine. It doesn't I don't have know. any substance, 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 substance. Either one, really. <laughs> it doesn't have either one. I'm just like saying words. <laughs> I'm tired. Okay. Do you want to do a Who's That X Man? Oh yeah, let's do that. Who's that X Man? Do you want to take a guess? You know who it is. It's Dust. I know who it is. I think I announced it at the beginning of this episode. I think you did too. We opened the episode by me being like, "Today's episode is going to feature Dust." Anyway, I'm Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) I think you said it on some previous episodes too. Okay, like the first episode, the very first episode of the show, which she's in. When she's kidnapped by the MRD, remember? Is she? Yeah, she's in that episode and she becomes dust in the helicopter. Oh, that's right. And I said we'd see her later. Okay, you're right about that. Mm -hmm. And this is apparently the best we were going to get is this episode, which is actually kind of sad. So her real name is Soraya Kadir. Mm -hmm. Uh, She goes by the codename Dust. And her powers is the ability to transform into and control sand it's a really cool power i really like her yeah. i think she's really interesting she was created by grant morrison ethan van shiver and new x-men 2002 dust is a sunni muslim girl mm-hmm. native to afghanistan dust was kidnapped by a slave trading ring when she was separated from her mother when a slaver tries to remove her kneecap she lashes out and flays them all alive with her dust like she's just straight up wow, that's dude. fucking badass <laughs> she's really powerful i did they've never come out and formally said it but i feel like she might be an omega because like mm-hmm. sand is fucking everywhere like i know right i know and it means she can like essentially teleport practically and fly. Yeah, right? She can do a lot of different things and be invincible if she wants. Because I could shoot right there and she's like, that was dust. <laughs> uh, Wolverine and Phantom X discover her and take her to the X-Corp branch in India. Dust hides herself from the X-Men station there by turning into sand. Mm-hmm. Phoenix senses her presence and telepathically convinces her to reveal herself to the X-Men. When she reforms, she says one single word. To Rob, Arabic for dust slash sand, which I think is really cool. I remember that scene and be like, ooh, I love her. <laughs> dust is enrolled into Xavier's Institute and played into Zorn's special class where Zorn picks on her for standing by her faith. Dust then tells Professor X about Zorn's true identity and Zorn's, Zorn defeats her and Xavier. Dust is also placed with Surge as her roommate, who is loud and rebellious, unlike her, which often puts them at a head with each other. Surge is a character that hasn't been around for a while, and I wish they circled back. She was really cool. Um, when Cyclops takes over the X-Men, Dust is made a member of the Hellions training squad, where she chooses to wear her Islamic 
hijab than a standard training costume, mm-hmm. um, which I think was really cool. She still does. She, yeah, she still wears a uh, face covering and everything. It's I, I don't cool. know. I, I, really I, I like... think it's not kind of neat also that like she was made in 2002, which is like shortly after 9-11, which was a time of like a lot of anti-Islam sentiment. They actually do touch on that with the storyline with William Stryker, because like we got to kill the Muslim first is basically yeah. what he says. I just think it's interesting to like have a character who's wearing a hijab as like a heroine. I just think it's cool that oh, that was what too. was happening during that time period. I, well, I mean, the X-Men have always been ahead of the curve with this kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. um, Dust forms a friendship with Icarus. He asks her to the school dance, but she declines because it makes her uncomfortable. While in L.A. for a summer vacation at Hellion's home, the squad meets Keenmaker, a criminal who can make dreams come true. Dust's wish was to find her mother. The Keenmaker finds her mother and arranges a trip back to Afghanistan so Dust can meet her. Dust is flown back to L.A. to deliver a stolen advanced bioweapon that will be sold to Dr. Octopus. The Hellion squad figures this out and they break their deal with the Kingmaker and destroy the weapon, which then causes Dust to lose the connection to her mother and discovers that she's been moved again and there's no hope of tracking her. I don't think they've ever found her again, honestly. Dust retains her powers after M-Day. During this time, Dust is paired in a room with Laura, another character that is the exact opposite from her. Although I think it went a little bit better than when she was with Surge. Uh, Dust becomes the target of William Stryker's crusade against the Institute and expresses the need to eliminate the Muslim first. Uh, the reality is that Stryker wants to kill her because Nimrod had a vision of an altered future where Dust defeats the purifiers during their future planned attack on the school. Mm. But that actually turns out to be Laura in her clothing. Uh, <laughs> ah, that's fun. Also very, very X-23. Um, Icarus gives Dust a note, which Laura tells her not to trust because Icarus smells like death. Uh, Icarus is killed by Stryker. When Stryker infiltrates the school, Dust awakens in the bathroom, knocked out by Laura. Dust enters the fight and surprises Stryker because this is when Laura's wearing those clothes mm-hmm. and single-handedly defeats him and most of the purifiers. Like, she straight up kills a bunch of them with her fucking powers. Badass. Uh, Dust then joins the new X-Men in defeating Nimrod. When the mansion holds a funeral for the mutants lost during M-Day, Dust cries with Icarus's mother and apologizes for not being able to save her son. Uh, his mother tells Dust that Icarus thought she was a beautiful person. Uh, Icarus is, by the way, the brother to Cannonball and Husk. Mm-hmm. Dusk is teleported to Limbo, where she is held captive by Belasco, because this is just a thing that happens with anybody that's a student at the X-Mansion. You gotta go to Limbo, <laughs> you gotta get sucked into whatever magic's bullshit is that week. Yeah. Laura breaks free and asks Dust and Mercury to help her fight Belasco. Dusk is too afraid to fight him, believing him to be the actual devil. And when Laura is seemingly killed, Dust breaks free of that and attacks him and says that if she dies battling the devil, then she'll make Aloe proud. Belasco is eventually slain by Pixie and Dark child which i think we just recently talked about with pixies we did with the pixie uh right. recap yeah by the way somebody tweeted at us they finally understood some reference that was made about it's like this little comic that somebody said where like somebody's banging on the door and they're like magic who is that and she's like oh it's probably pixie just trying to ask for her soul back i've just been holding a captive for the past five years <laughs> anyway uh the purifiers regroup under the leadership of matthew Ristman, who dust had horribly wounded in their last encounter with the you know one the, the one where she killed all the purifiers Mm-hmm. They are tracking the escaped Predator X, which Matthew wants to seek out and use to kill Dust. Dust does not join her teammates, though, in raiding the Purifier's base in DC because she believes Surge is leading the squad out of vengeance, so she remains safe because she stays at the X Mansion with Elixir and David. Later, when Beast, Mercury, Rockslide, and Dust go to put flowers on the graves of their deceased friends, they 
find Predator X feasting on their corpses. They have an intense battle until Pixie teleports them to battle the Marauders on Muir Island. Again, we just talked about this. Dust is a crucial component in defeating the Marauders by taking on Exodus and entering his body in her sand form. She can do so much, Maddie. Mm. I, she deserves She deserves to be an Omega. She deserves better than to be just one second in this episode, to be quite honest. That's how I feel about it. I was like, I don't know. They could have done so much more with her, and I like Dust. Dust returns to Afghanistan after Cyclops disbands the Institute where she protects a town. Uh, Cyclops later asks her to rejoin the X-Men. This version of Cyclops was Donald Pierce in disguise. I think we talked about this too. The young X-Men don't know this and proceed to take down the Brotherhood of Mutants in a battle with Magma. Her fire turns dust sand into glass, which is really oh, cool. That is cool. Cause if you heat sand up a lot, it becomes glass, right? Dust glass form is shattered into hundreds of glass fragments in the battle between Donald Pierce and gray Malkin. Magma is then able to use her powers to return the glass back into sand and dust can once again, revert to her human form. The young X-Men realize that they are being tricked and used by Donald Pierce and they, uh, defeat him. Dust then joins the real X-Men in San Francisco. While Pierce is in prison, Dust reveals to him that she is dying. It's later revealed during a confrontation with the Wyman that her arm is still locked in glass form and the condition is worsening mm. as more of her body is turning into glass. Beast determines that she has a week to live because Beast just makes these calls, you know, as he does. Uh, <laughs> Dust demands that this be kept a secret despite Beast's offer to find a way to save her. Dust later has a final conversation with Donald Pierce, who offers to save her in return for his release. But Dust is later found dead by Danny Moonstar. Dust's body is prepared for burial, although Ink intends to use the untested Phoenix Force tattoo they have to revive her. It succeeds and Dust is revived, although it creates such strain on Ink that it leaves them catatonic, which is mm. unfortunate. Um, Dust rejoins her teammates and convinces the Un-X-Men not to disband. And then finally, last couple of plot points. This is something that I could see them doing in the MCU, honestly, if they go the Young Adventures route. Mm -hmm. So upon pre-learning, pre-adult superheroes had been falsely outlawed by Senator Jeffrey Patrick and Cradle. I think this was in um, the other team that wasn't Young Adventures that had Cyclops and and Miss Marvel and Viv Vision, all those characters. What, the all new, all different Avengers? No, it's not. It's not the Avengers. It's called something else like the Champions. There we go. Jesus Christ. Oh. Uh, anyway, Dustin Cyclops rushed to the surviving champions to clear Kamala's name from being used in a just law until Viv Vision and Braun discover Roxanne had orchestrated the event behind Senator Patrick's back and reveal the footage of the shady law to the public, including the Senator. The government revokes the law and dissolves the partnership with Roxanne. I really enjoy the fact that dust came to Kamala's aid during this. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is an important piece of information. Uh, and dust has been on Krakoa and she's the other person responsible alongside a for terraforming Mars. Like they work together to make that happen. Uh, cool shit i fucking love dust yeah that's why when she was in this i'm like really this is all they're gonna do with her like she's fucking amazing it, she is know. really cool i mean she was like an early muslim heroine during a time period when that was so rare i mean kamala khan is also one of my favorite characters ever but well she is before kamala honestly i know kamala came later i know and it's it's kind of cool that they get like a storyline together like you just said and also just I don't know. They could always bring Dust back and have her do other stuff. She's a really cool mutant with a really cool power. Just saying. Right. I'm just saying. Oh, well, this episode didn't deserve her. <laughs> she was yeah. cooler in the first episode where she used her powers to destroy a helicopter, honestly. Um, yeah. Oh, well. You want to talk about who's gay? The X
Magneto. <laughs> is he? Is he gay in this? I guess he's gay yeah, for Xavier. Yeah, he's stalking Charles constantly. I'm counting it. I mean, that's like, I guess it's... I think that's it, honestly. I mean, I think Bobby and Kitty are gay. Oh, and they're okay. like You're weird right. sexual tension where they're like following each other. <laughs> I it's refuse like, to see it as sexual tension between those two characters. I yeah, see it as awkward as I mean, hell. it kind of reminds me of like when Steph and I were quote unquote <laughs> dating. Yeah you would like awkwardly hug each other and would be like neither of us are enjoying this but we're supposed to be <laughs> i mean there's like a moment in demon where like we kind of like are trying to like be fighting and then try to like kind of hold each other but don't. And like oh what is yes. the fuck is this a two two gays trying to be straight that's kind of the yeah. vibe i got there especially because warren shows up and like i know it's supposed to be bobby being like we definitely weren't hooking up in a serious way where we're supposed to think bobby and kitty are about to actually be straight but in my mind i'm just like it's bobby being like oh no i have a crush on warren and i don't want him to think i'm interested in girls it's like yeah okay, that's bobby. the vibe that i also got okay yeah i don't know i still i still see magneto and xavier as the winners here because there's no other explanation to me as to why magneto's so obsessed with xavier um so yeah that's all I, that's all i guess we've done it again folks we've recorded another episode of this completely baffling show yeah we did we did <laughs> um plugs all right mutantages.com i'm going there right now oh, 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 just to see what's over there <laughs> Oh my god, no! <laughs> you have to do the plugs and then jam them in your ass! <laughs> Stop! Hey, yeah, calm down there, Plucky. You. You're, you're a butt plug, not a dildo. <laughs> you can't tell me who I am, Ryan! <laughs> Actually, okay. I can now. <gasps> Wait, I can. I know who he really is because in Warcraft Valley, the new one, there was like this eight part fan fiction I wrote. Like in 2022, you wrote it. No, I wrote it when it was in like 2000. It was like year 2000. It's called Dusty's Grand Adventure. And Katie and I read it. And it said, it's an eight-part fan fiction and it stops at part seven and the part seven it's like we will reveal who dusty really is at the end he's like you didn't fucking finish writing this <laughs> <laughs> so then the newest episode that we wrote you wrote a new fan fiction for it right i did i wrote i was like i was like i gotta write the ending to this i have no idea what the hell i was going with it so uh so you I, made one up i did and i actually put pluggy in there Great. and i was like the reveal of pluggy's in here so now we know pluggy no no we can know who i am only mr sinister <laughs> <laughs> so people need to listen to our sister podcast Warcraft Valley, where Ryan and Katie read X Men fan fiction from their teen years, right, and from the modern day, and sometimes plug yeah. in it. Well, that's that. Well, this is the first time we had a modern day one, but yeah, we were like, we'll put that in there. So now we know your secret origin, bitch. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Poochie. I am Ryan. <laughs> Watch your butthole, bitch, because I'm going to go so far up there. I'll be Holly's on phone mode. I'll be back, fucker. <laughs> Oh my god, that was actually kind of scary. He's awful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you wanted to find the Work at Valley podcast, by the way, at mutantages.com, on the right-hand side, if you scroll all the way down in those links, there's one to our Patreon, YouTube, iTunes, Twitter, etc., and our Discord, by the way. I'm there is a Warcraft Valley is link. Come back? <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Ryan's just living in fear now. He has no idea what's going to happen. Um, okay, solid point, though. He is not a dildo. Why does he think he's a dildo? Whatever. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he's having a, cri- uh, a crisis, an existential crisis. I don't know what's happening. Um, we also have an email address. You should send That's us right. emails at themutantages at gmail.com. You can join our Discord server at that link I described. And we have a voicemail inbox it's one five zero eight. 
319-1668. You can leave us messages. You can do your best impersonation of Pluggy if you want. It might offend him, but I don't care. Um, we also have a P.O. Box. P.O. Box 3344, Natick, Massachusetts, 01760. And those are all ways that you can contact us, like with real mail, if you wanted to send us that, you could. Yeah, uh... Your sister and me sent us an email saying that she's sending two different things into two different places. One of which is my birthday present because my birthday's coming up. Yeah, but people do send Woo. us stuff there. I know we have a couple of items here that we could unbox on our YouTube channel. So eventually we'll get around to doing that. And then once when we do, you can see us and open it and scream with excitement. Mm-hmm. What else is on our YouTube channel, Ryan? I, I was going to say it'd be really funny if somebody sent a butt plug down. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then we just, we'd, we'd glue googly eyes to it. <laughs> Okay, butt plugs are expensive. I mean, somebody could send us that if they wanted to. Yeah, please don't send us a used one, though. Oh, my anyway. God. It needs to be in packaging. So, yeah, you can see that on our YouTube channel, The Mutant Ages, where we do our unboxings there. But we also play through X-Men video games. We also sometimes take clips of this show and match it up with the actual animations of the cartoons. And... At some point, again, we'll get back to doing live readings of unproduced screenplays of the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can watch Demon, which we referenced in here. Yes. And uh, anything too. else that Maddie and I make together. I know it's like there's a whole there's a whole world of embarrassing videos of me and Ryan. <laughs> there are. And somebody somebody tweeted at us that they had just finally caught up with the show. And they're like, oh, my God, now what? And I just I was like, well, here's the YouTube channel. So, <laughs> and they they were like, oh, my God, I've been wanting to watch Demon, which is like amazing. Hilarious. It is hilarious. I love that Demon is famous now. It's so famous. It's the most popular movie ever made. And if you wanted to tell us more about how you felt about it or just hear more from us, you should follow us on social media because we're on every single platform, including TikTok. We have a TikTok, Um, but we also have Pinterest, Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I think that's it. I mean, we're, if there's a social media platform, we're on it. And we're at the Mutant Ages on them all. I'm at Mitty Myers on all of them. How about you? Uh, I am at Ryan Pagella on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan okay. Dot, and Ryan dot Pagella on Instagram. And uh, also, I'm on YouTube at Ryan Pagella if you want to check out my theme park videos and come hang out with me during my Twitch streams. Again, still Ryan Pagella, still playing Kingdom Hearts. Actually, no, I took a. I'm on a little break. You're taking a, a break to grind Sora up, right? Uh, yeah, so I've been playing Ninja that's Turtles. Boring to stream. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it wouldn't be boring, but like, I would be just be running through Traverse Town over and over and over again for hours. And I don't think anybody wants it's to watch that. It's a lot of like you having to vamp and come up with jokes and stuff while you're doing that, which can be pretty difficult. Yeah, when so, I could. I hear you. I could be playing Ninja Turtles, which is fun, by the way. I know. Right? I, I have barely touched it. I feel very guilty about it. I've been busy playing Neon White, which is a very fun game, also. I've been kind of curious if I'm going to go back to Avengers because they're adding Lady Thor. I don't know why they're adding things now, but whatever. But I, 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 I mean, would... they've been adding things this whole time to that game that nobody's playing. I played <laughs> uh, the last time I played it was when they added Kate Bishop. And that was the first time that I was like, wow, they have controls that make sense. Mm-hmm. That was the last time. I bet Lady Thor will feel good. I remember liking Thor. Yeah. In that game. Yeah. Yeah. I just need a computer that runs it better or the game to just work in general. Yeah, I don't think it's your computer for once. <laughs> um, anyway. anyway uh we also have ways that you can support us financially for example we have a store with t-shirts in it where the badass bishop can be on a t-shirt of your very own or a bag or a mug 
and we have the Mutant Ages logo on those things. And we also have a Patreon where you can listen to our bonus episode about Catwoman and also many, many, many other bonus episodes. Honestly, that Catwoman episode is really good and I highly recommend it. It's great. We're amazing. Um, so that's at patreon.com slash the Mutant Ages. <laughs> there are lots of other tiers with cool rewards on them. And if you back at the highest level, you get a shout out on the show, folks. That's right. Samuel B. Thorin B. Zach S. Thank you for supporting the Mutant Ages. And I am Dust. (laughs) (laughs) You might have to turn that up. That was really low. Um, She's so fucking cool. I fucking love her. She's fucking awesome. Um, Okay. If you can't afford to support us, we still love you very much. And we understand times are tough out there. But please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or just sharing the show with your friends on your personal social media or share with your enemies. I don't care. They don't have to be your friends. Send it to an enemy. Tell them to listen to it and change their mind. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's our show. That's it. Uh, Do we hit everything? Is that all the plugs? Should we check in with Pluggy? Next week, we're watching past discretions. Oh my God. Pluggy, goodbye. No, No, I shut the window. He can't get back in for now. (laughs) He's banging himself on the window. He does do that sometimes. He's like, he's like, (laughs) We'll see you next time.